0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about agency life for marketers. Joining us is Zach Morrison, who's the Chief Executive Officer at Tenuity, which is the largest independent performance marketing firm with industry-leading expertise in search, social, Amazon, marketplaces, addressable TV and mobile apps, CRM, email marketing, basically everything under the sun when it comes to helping marketers grow their business. And today zach and i are going to discuss why marketing agencies buy marketing agencies all right here's the first part of my conversation with zach morrison the chief executive officer at tenuity zach welcome to the martech podcast
2: thank you for having me looking forward to it
1: what a pleasure to have you as a guest we started the conversation offline with me giving you a hard time you are technically the second employee of tenuity to be on the podcast our old friend Niahani, you bought his agency. He was CPC Strategy, a friend of mine from back in my eBay days, and now uh, you know you get to boss knee around. Uh, how is that, and are you giving him a hard time or not?
2: Well, so if you know knee. Ni- He's a pretty straightforward guy, so it's hard to give him a hard time. But I have definitely been able to find ways to do it because you know need from longer than I do, but I know need from more than just buying his company. We actually were partners. Our agencies were partners for 10 years. They were doing feed management. We were doing Google advertising. And then Google did this amazing thing where they said, hey, we're going to create this whole thing called Google PLAs which then forced our businesses to compete. So we went from partners to frenemies to then like actual business partners. So it's been an interesting journey for us. And here we are today.
1: I've followed the Tenuity story for a little while because you acquired my friend's company. And I honestly hadn't heard of Tenuity before Nees sold CPC strategy to you. I think that's probably the case for a lot of marketers. I've called you the largest independent performance marketing agency in our intro, but also a brand that not everybody has heard of. Talk to me a little bit about what Tenuity is. Give me the rundown.
2: You kind of nailed it. The largest independent performance marketing shop. Now, it's an opportunity to kind of go back to the history, right? So me's business was CPC Strategy. Our business that we founded in 2004-2005 is called Elite SCM. So that's actually the founding kind of name. And then there was a few acquisitions that were done. Neez Business of CPC Strategy, an email marketing shop called Email Aptitude, a paid social agency called Orion, a retail operations full-service e-commerce shop called Ortega Group, and more recently, Bliss Point Media, who is the largest independent in OTT and streaming TV advertising. So some people have heard of those brands. Some people haven't. But we put it all together as Tenuity back in 2019. And really, it's kind of at the core of the theme today about why agencies buy agencies.
1: You hit the nail on the head here in the sense of there's this trend for marketing agencies to get gobbled up by other marketing agencies. And I've seen this happen you know, with Knee's company. A friend of mine ran Mute 6, which got acquired. I think the only company that I know of a, a big marketing agency that I've been a fan of for a while, Hawk Media, is the only company I know that hasn't been acquired, it seems like agency founders start out in their garage. They hire some other people, becomes a game to, once they figure out how to acquire business, hire as many consultants and freelancers as they can to grow their business. And then they get gobbled up by another shop. Why is that the trend? Why is that what happens in marketing, their constant need for consolidation?
2: I think there is the what's happened for decades, if not a hundred years that's been going on in the agency space. And then I think there's what is happening more now. So what I think believe has happened from before my time is agencies were gobbled up for scale and size. Because back in the Don Draper era, that's what you know really won by you able to go and say, we have the biggest creative department, we buy the most TV, which gives us the greatest buying power. And frankly, there's a lot of big companies that that's still what they do. They just buy for scale. But really what's happening now and what our focus has been, has been buying and putting together companies for scope. And really why we're doing that is because of the CMO's needs. The CMO today, their needs are very different than they were 20, 30 years ago when the marketing universe was small. You had print and you had TV, right? And you had a few other mediums. Well, look at today. You got, just in our world, in the intro, you named 12 things that we do, but all those things are around performance marketing. But there still is, you have performance marketing, that's how you grow, but you have an agency or somebody to help you with your Shopify site or your e-commerce store and have somebody to help you with the web design. There's so many different aspects. So... I think why it was done in the past was scale, but what we're focused on is really being able to help CMOs grow their business and bring all those things that help grow together into one area for them to kind of streamline it and also bring efficiencies too.
1: So when marketers are looking for an agency, I think that there's two schools of thought. I want a small agency that's going to pay close attention to me, be very hands-on. I'm going to work with the founders. I'm going to get sort of the elite level talent within the agency to focus on my account because there is no one else that's there. Or I'm going to go to a large agency that has all of the resources. I'm going to get a dedicated account manager that's going to do the legwork, but also the strategy from the higher ups, and that could help me across multiple verticals as I expand. Obviously, you've gone down sort of the second road, but help me understand the balance between working with big agencies and small agencies.
2: You have an interesting pendulum that swings, right? Of when to use the specialty shops versus when to use all in. When we first started, right, 2005, being kind of a true specialty shop, sometimes we would get customers who would come to us and they wanted the specialty. And sometimes they would actually end up going to somebody else as a smaller business who did everything. So let's look at it from the life cycle of the client's business i think that's the important side so you have a small business that doesn't really have a marketing team whether they are a fast d2c with huge vc behind them or any vc behind them or they're just an entrepreneur run business typically at the beginning they're either stitching together as somebody who can do it all through a consultant or they're looking for a small shop that does it all what ends up happening then is these companies take on this vc dollars and they hire their first marketers. And then those first marketers typically look for the experts in each one of those categories. And then you kind of get to where the company grows up late stage or becomes much bigger. And then their marketing programs are just so sophisticated and complex that they can't hire enough staff in order to do that in-house. So then they end up kind of swinging back to somebody who can do it all. So it's kind of at the beginning When you're small, it varies. Like I've seen people want the all-in and people want the specialties. Then you get to the middle stage where they want the experts because they built their marketing team and that's how they're growing. They have their growth marketers. But then they get to the bigger stages and it becomes too much to manage when you have this large enterprise to manage so many different firms.
1: So talk to me about the rationale for agencies want to consolidate and build their business through acquisition. I understand that for Tenuity, the idea is that you are basically bringing in different verticals to offer services. You're basically aggregating boutique agency offerings. For other brands, you mentioned that they're trying to build scale, but w- what is the outcome? You know, is you, Are you building an agency, not you specifically, but for agencies who are starting to go through scale, is the goal to grow bigger to get acquired by an even bigger agency, or is it that you spin off enough capital to go public? I, like, I don't really understand with agencies what the end game is, as opposed to you look at D2C brands. There's a big public market for that. There's private equity firms that buy them. Talk to me about what the outcome is for agencies that start to go through this acquisition phase for growth.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's three outcomes. and They're pretty similar to what you just said. So you have agencies that will get gobbled up by the biggest strategics that are out there. That happens a lot. You have agencies like Elite SEM. We were private and independent now it's from 2004 when we created to 2017 when we became a platform company for a, a private equity firm. We're now with a second private equity firm. And then the third is you know that you can go public, which agencies have, and most of them are part of these big holding companies. But more and more, you're going to see tech-enabled agencies like ourselves with that as an option. It maybe wasn't as an option before, unless you're one of these big conglomerates. But those are typically the three ways that you grow. So founders have to make that choice. Do they want to be part of something that's a behemoth. Do they want to be, which is what we chose, is that we want to challenge the norm. We're not going to go get gobbled up by somebody. We're going to put together some really smart people and build something to challenge the giants.
1: A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. That's M U T I N E X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. There's two questions that I want to ask you. You could pick whichever one you wanted, but it's basically what's the impact of agency consolidation for the people that work at the agencies and for the people that work with the agencies? So let's start with the people that work for the agencies. I'm at a boutique agency and this is just kind of how agency life works, somebody comes along and gobbles up the agency that I'm working for, what should I expect? Am I gonna be laid off? Am I gonna be put together with a big group? Is everything gonna stay the same as it always ever was? What happens to people working for an agency when we go through this consolidation phase? It can only
2: really speak for us. We're a growing business that's growing 30 some plus percent organically every year. And every company that we've ever bought is growing organically. So for us, we've never done a layoff or anything in any of the five acquisitions that we've done, we're all working on clients. We're all working on things and it's a growth story. What I try to tell the companies that we've acquired is look at our culture, look at our history, like that's part of it. And what we're trying to champion is two things, our employee experience and our client experience with every acquisition that we do. So in the employee experience side, I look at people and say, hey, look, you work for a specialty shop, which is great. And guess what? You have a career path that you can keep charging towards in that specialty because we're buying that specialty for a reason. But now you're also part of a bigger company that if your choice of your career path is that you want to diversify your experience, well, we have programs internally that allow internal transfers for people to move and learn other capabilities, including what we call client strategy, which are people that sit at the middle of the client experience. So when we work with a client across all these things to help the client navigate all of those, and that's kind of the segue to the second reason why we do these acquisitions is there is synergies between these channels. So paid search, let's think about paid search. And it's yes, it's keywords. Well, if you think about the keywords and what people are raising their hand for, for wanting that product, well, now we can take the learnings from paid search and look over at whether it's email, or look at some of the addressable things and say, all right, well, people are searching for these different types of things. And this is what their demographics are, we can bring that over to addressable and vice versa, and bring that over. So we can learn from these different channels in order to help our clients grow more. So that's kind of the advantage to the client is that instead of multiple people or companies trying to speak to each other about results and what's going on. It's one team with one leader. And on the employee side, you have a little bit more choice in your career path.
1: So before you bifurcated why agencies buy other agencies saying that there's like what we're doing, we're essentially cobbling together multiple verticals to improve our service offering. And then there's some agencies who are buying for scale, right? They're going vertical, not horizontal. For the agencies that are buying scale, it feels like there should be some risk if you're working at an agency and you get acquired because, hey, this larger agency is just gobbling up all of the SEM agencies to basically produce the biggest client list. Well, there's obviously going to be sort of duplicate resources when you buy the same agency 5, 10, 20 times the people that work for an agency have to feel a little bit more nervous. And I know that you can't speak from personal experience. So do you think agency employees have something to worry about when their agency gets acquired by someone else who owns similar assets already?
2: I mean, yeah, (laughs) we've had plenty of people, they do. However, I think people that are working on clients and clients still need somebody, you know, somebody at the other company was working on three clients. Well, it's not like they can just magically take on your three clients. So I think in some cases no, but in some cases yes. If you're buying for scale, where's the synergy? Let's be real. You do acquisitions, and there's got to be. If when you do it for scope, there's synergy that's there because you can now retain your clients longer, grow them because you do all of these types of things. If you're just buying like for like, there's not much synergy. So we look for revenue synergy and how we can you know and you know kind of client sentiment synergy. But if you're just buying for scale, you got to look for cost synergy. So it is an unfortunate truth of that, but it's not the total end game.
1: My feeling is it depends what your job function is. If you are an account manager, you're probably going to be pretty safe because you're going to continue to manage the accounts that you're on, assuming you're doing a good job. If you're the accountant for an agency that already has accounting, you probably want to pack your bags and put your resume together. Last question I have for you. There's the flip side of the people that are working with the agencies. I'm a client. My agency gets acquired by another agency. What are the signals that I should be looking for to know if that's going to positively or negatively impact my business?
2: So things are always going to change. Life is about change, right? So I think first is like setting the expectation. Yeah, you should set expectations yourself that that business standalone was going to change. So I talked to our employees about this and our clients about like our business is going to change whether we acquire companies or not. And the businesses that we acquire, we're going to change and evolve. So it's not about like, don't look for whether they're changing. Change is good. That means that they're evolving to allow you to evolve. I think what you have to look towards is the experience that's happening during that change. Is the experience that's coming from that change allowing your business to think differently and be different? So for example, The most recent acquisition we did was Bliss Point Media that focuses on television advertising, mainly in the streaming space. So if the experience of those clients are that, wow, their understanding of the full ecosystem can actually help us be more successful in streaming TV or vice versa, that's good change that's happening. So now we can go to our clients, those Tenuity clients and say, hey, here's some thought leadership around streaming television. Maybe you're doing it, maybe you're not. Well, that's good for tenuity clients because now they're getting thought leadership that they didn't get before and vice versa. So as long as your experience is continuing to evolve in a positive way, I think you should look for the thought leadership that can come from bringing these companies together.
1: Here's what sticks out in my head and sort of the thing to look for when a company you're working with gets acquired. An agency, a service provider, a SaaS tool, whatever it is. Change is good, transitions are hard. Mm -hmm. And when you're thinking about, you know, and this is honestly the reason why I like Tenuity's approach is that when you go through an acquisition, you're adding new features, you're adding new functionality, you're adding a new service offering. So your existing clients get an instant benefit because, hey, we've now brought in house the opportunity for you to take the learnings that you have from whatever programs you're running, and we can apply those learnings to a new medium like connected television. When you're at an agency that gets acquired and they're potentially a change of hands, hey, your account manager isn't going to be working with you, there's going to be someone else and you're basically forced to go through a transition, that to me is a little bit of a red flag. And and that's why often I hear agency horror stories of companies that are working with an agency that gets acquired and all of a sudden the motivation, the talent, the area of focus that they really depended on goes away. And that's because, hey, look, the person that was your account manager now is either stretched in, they're brought onto other accounts, they're let go. And, and to me, the thing that marketers need to look for when their agencies are acquired is, are they being acquired by a company that is using them as a value-added service? Or are they basically just cobbling on together? If you're with an agency that's being acquired for scale, you might want to look out. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Zach Morrison, Chief Executive Officer at Tenuity, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Zach and I are going to discuss his top trends for performance marketing in 2022. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Zach, he's very active on LinkedIn. You can find his profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is tenuity.com. T-I-N-U-I-T-I.com.